into the it is Monday the 21st of March. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by Shane Lee and Shane, a very, very special day in the Lee household today. Tell us more. You've bought flowers and chocolates and you've got a musician coming in. Not quite, but uh, it's my wife's, <laughs> it's my wife's birthday, mate, Lorraine. Happy birthday, Lorraine. Um, she's 42 today. So, uh, yeah, we've got a, a little dinner planned tonight at home with the kids. So, uh, Nothing too extravagant, but uh, it'll be a nice celebration tonight. She's still very young. Would she be happy that you just donated the age up there or not? Would she be okay with that? <laughs> probably, probably not, probably not <laughs> but uh, anyway, she looks fantastic. There you go. Oh, there you go. You've, I think you've evened things up. All right, we've got a big day of sport. Of course, the uh, third test starts today. Two draws in the first two. Shane Warne laid to rest yesterday in a private funeral. We're going to talk about that, of course. And uh, Nick Kyrgios, well, stories follow him wherever he goes. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back. Shane, a, uh, a private ceremony yesterday. We saw lots of former cricketers, lots of great mates of Shane Warne as uh, he was laid to rest. It was... Terribly sad to watch, really. Yeah, really sad. Really sad for his kids, Jackson, Summer, and, and Brooke. It would have been really tough for them. And um, mm. of course, the the public funeral comes in ten days' time. But this was just Warney's sort of closest and dearest, and um, it was emceed by Eddie McGuire. Um, but the likes of Mark Taylor were there, Big Murph Hughes, Mark Waugh, Ian Healy, you know, Michael Clark, and Glenn McGrath, and um, you know a lot of Sakilda footballers, um, in particular the, the president Andrew Bassett and. And one of his good mates, um, Steve Baker. So, yeah, really, really tough day for his kids. And, uh, yeah, particularly, I think now, at least a big celebration, the public one. Hopefully his kids will be able to see how much love was out there for Warnie because there was a lot. Yeah, and the big ceremony, the memorial service in front of 50,000 people will be at the Melbourne Cricket Ground, as you mentioned, in a week and a half's time. And during that service, they will unveil the SK Warn Stand. Now, changing pace, Shane, and looking at the cricket today, it is uh, the start of the third test. They've gone with the same side. They have. Uh, unchanged at 11, uh, which means Hazelwood uh, stays as 12th man, um, and Swepson and Lyon will be the two spinners once again. Uh, this wicket will take a bit more uh, turn in Lahore, uh, but the Aussies have to be on their game. I, I just have a funny feeling that the Pakistan have the momentum um, by being able to bat for so long and, and hold off to a draw in the second test. So I think the Aussies really need to be on their game early doors here because Pakistan will come out firing. But if you look at the odds, the draw is still the favourite. The draw is the favourite in this one. Uh, and having two drawn test matches in the first two, look, it, it does make you wonder. It's been hard to watch at times, this test series. Very, very hard to watch. And uh, look, I think we're just used to uh, seeing 
people score big runs um, in all forms of cricket, but also see people taking wickets. And uh, we just haven't seen that in this test series. It's been a very, very flat wicket. We know in the subcontinent the ball doesn't bounce above the knee roll, so it's very, very hard for the fast bowlers to extract some bounce and hence get some edges. So, yeah, hopefully this will turn a bit more and uh, and we'll see a few more wickets. Otherwise, it's a, it's a pretty dull um, test series, this one. Well, the one the one really big thing to come out of it has been the form of Usman Khawaja, isn't, mm. isn't he? Brilliant. He's just, uh, from the back end of the, the Ashes series into this, just exceptional. Usman Khawaja, he seems so relaxed. He seems so happy. Yeah, and just goes to show you uh, in cricket these days, um, the players are a lot fitter. Mm. Um, and at the age of 35, look, he, he could still have another three or four good years um, in test cricket easily. Um, he's, yeah, he's really starting to put together a, a fantastic record. There was always a question mark over whether he could score runs away from home, and he's done that now, so good on him. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And what do you make of Nick Kyrgios? Well, it's one step forward, two back, isn't it, for Nick? And he just imploded um, in a match versus Rafael Nadal. Um, look, he played all right. He lost 7-6 in the first. He won the second set 5-7, and he lost 6-4. So he was wait, he's right in this match, and we've seen how good Nadal is. Um, of recent times, but then he's got into a, an abusive tirade with some uh, person in the crowd and asked the guy in the crowd, do you know how to play tennis? And the guy in the crowd said no. And then he brought in Ben Stiller into the argument who was watching the game as well, and he said, well, I don't tell, teach him how to act. <laughs> ben Stiller just looked a bit bemused uh, by Curious in, involving him in this tirade. But uh, And then he smashed a racket, of course, nearly hit a ball kid. And then to make good, he gave the ball kid the racket at the end of the game. So, yeah, Nick Curious all over the shop again. Yeah, he did make uh, good with the kid by giving him the ball. But uh, like those kinds of moments, they're so close to um, really dangerous situations. Well, they are dangerous situations, but they're close to to injury, aren't they? Because those rackets, all carbon fibre and stuff, they splinter and hit a a child. Anyway, uh, Nick Kyrgios, um, he's a head-scratcher. There's no question about that. Stay with us because we've got all the latest AFL, NRL and Formula One. I know you've been loving the AFL and Heath Chapman's insane game-winning play was brilliant. Your Sydney Swans had a great win. They did. The Swannies is uh, a good match too versus GWS. Well, I think it's it's a real bogey team, uh, I think, for the Swans. But the Swans came through winning 141 to 106. But he only kicked one, so he's on 996 now. Um, he was really well defended that whole match. Uh, but, yeah, the internet's gone crazy with the Fremantle uh, defender Heath Chapman um, saving a ball right on the goal line, right on the end of play, um, and it got the Dockers home, 83 to 82 over Adelaide. The Dockers weren't expected to win many games at all this year, so a really, really good start for them. The other game, Timmy, that I, I, I watched with interest was Collingwood beating St Kilda, 102 to 85, and it was, that was a game that sort of seesawed. Um, but the Pies coming home. A really, really good win from them. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's great to see both codes back now. And, uh, yeah, the Swans uh, and GWS, uh, Buddy Franklin bearing down on that record. Mm. Now, we did mention last week uh, a story involving one of the Fox Sports reporters, Tom Morris, and he's lost his job um, over those WhatsApp messages. And, of course, uh, Fox Sports presenter Megan Barnard has come out and uh, made a statement because um, he was talking about Megan in, in some of these messages. He was referring to her um, and her sexuality. Uh, 
she's come out and made a very profound statement saying that coming out um, is a process that uh, should never be taken out of someone else's hands. And Tom Morris has done this and he's been sacked by Fox Sports. Fox Sports said whilst he's he's given a lot to journalism at Fox, um, the, the environment at Fox Sports is very inclusive and his actions don't fit that. So um, he pays a heavy price for... Some very very stupid comments. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, looking at the rugby league, it was it was a huge weekend. Your Dragons narrowly lost to Penrith, but uh, some promising things there. The Bulldogs uh, going down to the Broncos, and Anna Reynolds. I thought, what a uh, difference he made! Like that pass between yeah. the legs and some of the defence late, and he's going to have that impact, isn't he? Continually for Brisbane. Meanwhile, South Sydney have lost two on the trot, um, but there's still been plenty of controversy. We've got this bunker. Uh, operating on a different level where they're bringing players on and off because of the concussion rule. Um, and, yeah, there's various things happening in the NRL. There always is that are bringing controversy. <laughs> yeah, there is, mate. Um, the bunker getting it wrong again on, on a key decision, the Gold Coast um, versus the Warriors, the Gold Coast getting home 20-18, to 18, and it was a try given where it was clearly, I don't know if you saw it, Tim, but it was clearly not a try. Um, Pompey mm, didn't it. get the ball down, I don't think at all. He basically pushed it into the defender's leg, um, was given a try. It just totally um, uh, amuses me how they can have so many slow-mo replays and still get it wrong. And, uh, yeah, they need, they really need to review that process. And it is becoming very, very hard for people to score tries because you can always find something wrong. But this was clearly not a try. Rugby Union uh, and uh, Dave Rennie's gone for eight uncapped players in this 40-man Wallaby squad. He has. He said he would pick, when he when he came about to pick his 40-man squad, he would pick on form and he's done that. Um, the notable inclusions, Ben, ben Donaldson, the, the Waratahs fly half, who's in, in really good form at the moment, has been included. Uh, Jock Campbell, uh, the Reds um, outside back also. But the Western Force winger, who Rennie has had a real um, favouritism towards and in some of the um, franchises that he's coached. Uh, Tony Pulu has uh, also been included. Gives, gives us some real size out wide. So, um, yeah, three big inclusions there. But it's good to see they're picking guys on form. What about Muhammad Ali's grandson? Uh, he looks the spitting image of his grandfather. Absolute dead ringer, Tim. And, uh, yeah, it's just uncanny how much they look alike. If you haven't seen it, go and check it out online. But it's the uh, the son of Muhammad Ali's daughter, Layla, um, who was also a boxer. Um, so if this kid's got any boxing uh, skills at all, which I'm assuming he has in that family, um, uh, it'd be good to see him go around because he's a dead dead ringer for his grandfather. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Eerily so. Unbelievable. Mm. And uh, Tim Zhu, back. No limit plan world title fight in Las Vegas, September. Well, he's very confident, isn't he? He has a fight in a couple of weeks, but he's already playing the next one in September. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's, he's got to beat Tyrell um, Gayusha first uh, in, a, in a week's time, but he's planning to get straight back to Vegas to, to have another fight. So he's very, very confident, Tim Zhu, and uh, I think he's a very, very talented boxer, fast, great technique, like his old man. And, um, yeah, I think he'll get past Tyrell. But um, we'll, we'll wait and see. But, yeah, plan to get back to Vegas where the big money is. Yeah, looking at the motorsport, and uh, we saw uh, Ferrari and Leclerc win the Bahrain Grand Prix. It was a, an absolute shocker for, for Red Bull. Of course, they didn't even finish. And Daniel Ricciardo struggling, 14th, his teammate, 15th. So it was very interesting. I think a lot of people are now looking forward uh, with anticipation to the Australian Grand Prix in a few weeks' time, which hasn't been on for uh, mm. a few years. The, the other thing that really caught my eye in the motorsport world was this uh, shocking crash, horrific um, crash by Mark Marquez in the MotoGP. 
at the in- Indonesian yeah. Grand Prix. Yeah, it was an ugly crash, wasn't it? He flew straight the handlebars into the air and uh, look, he's he's okay, but um, it just goes to show how, how fast these bikes move mm. and, and some of the crashes they have, they're lucky to be alive and... Uh, yeah, you. Um, if you're his partner or, or his mum or, or dad, you'd be very, very nervous when you see your son flying to the air like that. When you look at some of the money in and around American football, do you sort of think maybe if you buffed up a little bit more, um, spent more time <laughs> in the gym at, down there at Oak Flats that you, you could have been over there playing for the Cleveland Browns or, or one of these other mobs? The money, what about this Deshaun Watson uh, and the trade – with him, mate, I'd have to spend a lot of time buffing myself. That's for sure, Tim. <laughs> Which I'm not, a, not normally opposed to. But hey, no, um, Deshaun um, uh, Watson has signed a five-year contract, three hundred and ten million. Oh. Now that's three hundred and ten million guaranteed. That that's the highest guarantee ever in an NFL contract. So I, I just don't know how they can guarantee guys that amount of money because no matter how he plays, what form. He's going to get that money, so there's no incentive to do it, for him to do any better. Um, it's a big, big number. Oh, yeah, extraordinary number. And, and look, you see this in most of uh, the American sports. You see it in baseball. You see it in basketball. You see it in NFL. But it doesn't look any less imposing when you see all those noughts on the end of something, that's for sure. Mm. Now, the Socceroos, yep. they already have this great challenge of trying to make their way through to the World Cup finals. They've got uh, Japan, of course, Uh it won't be helped by the fact that Graham Arnold's got COVID. Yeah, I'm going to make the call now that I think the Socceroos won't be part of this upcoming World Cup. And I think this is a, the, the last nail in the coffin. As you said, we've got a really, really tough run in. Um, but having Graham Arnold just out for even for a week, it's just crucial for how this team's going to gel together. And uh, I think we're in big trouble um, due to some pretty poor performances in the last few months. And I think it's going to be a really, really hard road for us to get there for this World Cup. Mm, yeah, I, look, I, I tend to agree with you. I think it's going to be awfully difficult for them because, uh, you know, they're on a tightrope now, the Australian men's team. And next year will be very interesting because we do have the, the Women's World Cup in Australia and New Zealand. And you'd hope that the Australian women's team will do a lot, lot better. All right, so much sport about, but uh, let's sort of change the pace a little and wind the clock back <laughs> to when you <laughs> played a little drinking game with the great... Kevin Douglas Walters. I did, mate. Dougie Walters. And uh, it was only about, oh, it would have been 10 years ago now. And we went away on a bit of a promotional trip to somewhere. I think it was Dubbo in the country. And we all know Dougie has been drinking beers pretty much every day from about 10 a.m. in the morning through to whenever he finishes. Um, so he's got pretty good form. But we play a little drinking game with um, some spirits. Now, Dougie normally just drinks two. He's new. And uh, he got straight into the spirits with us. And the drinking game was pretty much, you say a famous person's name, let's say Tim Gilbert. So I have to come up with something that starts with G. So I might say Greta Garbo, and then Greta Garbo goes back to you. So Dougie just couldn't get the idea of this or grasp this game at all. So he was just sculling every every shot. I think halfway through we realised that Dougie didn't really care about our game. He was just happy to drink. But uh, I'll tell you now, Timmy, he took him. We took him down on spirits. That that's the way you get. That's his nemesis. I think Dougie Walters. That's his kryptonite. So. Uh, Absolute legend. The one thing about Doug Walters, mate, I've never heard him say a bad word about anyone. And um, on this particular occasion, he couldn't say much at all at the end anyway. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a good man. I tell you what, what a constitution he has. Oh. Uh, Dougie Walters, I worked quite a bit with him in the early 90s and I caught up with him and did some work with him at the City Cricket Ground through the Test match. It's amazing. He turns 77 this year. So uh, Dougie Walters, what a legend. 
That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, our fantastic sponsors, O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves you back, Tim. And, of course, our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. We're back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.